meeting, and I'm sitting here with a bunch of folks whose lives are about changing the world. You just met these folks on video, but I want you to welcome with me Milan Molman from South Africa and Marine Anatena Bloge from Romania. Will you welcome them, please, to the Mount Perrin North Canton campus? Well, you, if you were here last week, Pastor Jeremy, the campus pastor here, he shared with you about... Well, what we're about in terms of mission outreach here at Mount Perrin North. And uh, he talked about ways you can be involved either through prayer or through being a part of a short-term mission team or actually giving financially or one or all three of those in some type of combination. Well, we're going to talk a little bit with Milan and the Bloges about uh, how that really helps in their ministry. You heard a little bit from them on the video, but we're going to hear a little bit live now. And I'm going to start here with Milan. Uh, Milan's a good friend. I've known him a long, long time. He and El Marie and his family do a great work in South Africa. Just tell a little bit. You told a little bit on uh, uh, the video, but just a little bit more about what the ministry is in, in South Africa. Thank you for uh, having the opportunity to be here this morning. Yes, we are uh, working in a community called Sekororo, and uh, it's 300,000 people uh, divided into 22 communities, and the goal is to have a Christian church, a faith church, a Bible-teaching church, Christ-believing church, spirit-filled church in each one of these 22 communities. So the goal is 22 churches, 22 wells for fresh water, 22 schools that will take care of the kids uh, pre-primary age, 3 to 6, and uh, if necessary, build a house for the pastor if he doesn't have a house, and uh, in that way reaching 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. You've, been, you've been there doing this how long now? In South Africa, 19 years. 19 years. Well, how has um, the ministry of Mount Perrin North, people uh, giving financially or praying or, or coming on a short-term trip, how has that helped in help to get these churches started and these wells dug and these schools established? It is a, it is a very important part. The going is the easy part. Mm. The staying is the difficult part. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, we, were, we were told by Christ, go and teach and, and teach people. So what we're doing is Mount Perrin helps us to be there, mm. uh, to stay there, to be able to, those young Christians that came to Christ, make sure that they are integrated into churches, uh, that they are integrated into churches that they can receive the truth, and then uh, they are absorbed into the family of Christ, uh, into the churches that we've started. So this is a Mount Perrin helps us in different ways by uh, keeping us there, being able to stay there in the community with the people. Secondly, by uh, sending short-term teams to come down, uh, build churches. Build, uh, we built uh, 33-foot, or yes, you, you work in feet, 33 feet okay. by 100 feet uh, church in 10 days. Complete, open, we have the opening of the church on the 12th day or the 11th day. Just depend on, it depends on which one is on, this, on the Sunday. Mount Perrin helps with that, supporting the projects, sending people, people like you, people that's never laid a block, somebody that's never put a roof on a building, to come down and... Uh, <laughs> people like me. <laughs> come down and, and, and build a church. And when you leave there, it's complete. It's, it's, it's there. The people can use it from day one. And uh, by uh, sending the team down, and uh, I think it's Isaiah that says, what my eyes have seen has touched my heart. Mm. And uh, get people involved in that. When they come back, they're never the same. But they will keep on praying for us. They will keep on supporting the missions program. And that is how Mount Perrin has kept us there for 19 years, uh, even before the disengagement. And uh, it's great to know that you have a, a, 
wonderful church behind you and be able to do what you do, uh, and that for the kingdom of God. Amen. Milan, you were, you were talking the other day with me about one of the things that some of the financial assistance, when people give, like you know, they live here in Canton or Cherokee County, but they give through the faith promise cards that they filled out, and then they give in response to that. That helps to train pastors because you're, you're planting 22 churches and 22 communities, but a lot of these pastors don't have any formal training. How does that assist you guys in that endeavor? And Parent supports the whole training program of pastors. So we, we train pastors. We put them out there in the community. Uh, when they have about 60 members, we uh, get a team together to build a church for them. And when the church is being used, we start a school there. And then uh, the school, uh, if the school is necessary, we build a school for them and drill a well for them. And Mount Patton supports that program completely by training young pastors. Pastor Johannes Rasekanya, we found him with uh, 80 people maybe and a tent. Mm. Uh, his church grew. We started to build a church for him. His church could seat about three, 400 people. And um, he's now, after six years, he's got 900 members. Wow. That's awesome. And from his church, he has already sent six young pastors that went through a training program. And they've already started six new churches in six new communities of the 22. Thank so at, uh, at, uh, to date, we have seven church, uh, six church buildings, three schools, uh, seven wells, and six young churches that are just started up. So we'll let them grow and mm-hmm. allow them to grow. And then uh, when needed, we'll get the teams together and build a building for them. That's great. That's great. Uh, Maureen and Atena, you guys live in Romania. And you have two beautiful daughters who are, who are sitting down here with us today. Um, talk to us a little bit about, about your community, uh, your ministry there. You talked a little bit on the video. Um, what is it that God has, has kind of done and birthed in you guys there? Right. Um, thank you also for the opportunity to be here. And uh, we are honored. Um, uh, our community uh, in uh, Romania, in Tirgumuresh, we are, we are actually born and raised in, in Romania. So... Um, so uh, for us, it, it's uh, uh, easy in a way to relate to, to the community in uh, where we are at. Um, and um, we, uh, 11 years ago, basically, we've started uh, to move towards a church plant. But uh, um, I was uh, working with the university students in, the, in, the com- in our community, and um, God really uh, directed us to uh, to reach uh, this segment of uh, uh, of our community with with the gospel, so we were uh, uh, we d- were doing uh, music festivals uh, to uh, preach the gospel to the to the uh, new generation, basically of Romania, which uh, uh, which is has been uh, quite um, uh, uh, difficult. Uh, to to receive uh, the gospel because we've been under communism for uh, for many many years and uh, uh, during this time uh, the gospel is not been uh, uh, preached and uh, so so basically uh, with this uh, music festivals I was going in in different cities in uh, all over Romania we've been to over twenty cities. Um, and uh, preach to thousands. So they were coming with uh, every festival will be at least 1,000 
uh, people, young people especially, university students, because we were aiming uh, to reach, uh, reach uh, this uh, part of community. And um, so uh, 11 years ago, the Lord really led us to, uh, to establish uh, um, uh, this ministry and to, uh, to reach out from this one location, from Tirgumuresh, to uh, university students. In Tirgumuresh, we have um, 12,000 university students, and, uh, and uh, there was no other church that was reaching specifically for uh, university students. So, so really, our heart... Uh, was uh, was uh, uh, targeted uh, this uh, this segment of uh, society. That's great. So when uh, when we partner together with you through sending people on, on a team, or maybe through our prayer efforts, or when we partner with you financially, uh, maybe give us a story of something that that has really happened through the partnership of Mount Perrin and the ministry mm-hmm. that you guys have there. Yes. Um, in 2011, basically, uh, we were uh, at the missions festival two years ago, and um, uh, we were praying for for a building because our church uh, was meeting, you know, in uh, uh, in uh, different locations mm-hmm. uh, through the uh, through the past uh, nine years. We were meeting in in six or seven locations. So uh, none of y'all can relate to that here, can we? We don't, we don't, know, we don't know what he's talking about. We, we prayed for some buildings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. And and basically, people couldn't track us. You know, they were calling. Okay, where are you meeting this Sunday? <laughs> so um, uh, so we were praying. God, I think it's about a time uh, to for us to really uh, get settled, and also not just because we were, you know. Uh, uh, doing all this work every Sunday, but because also because we wanted to uh, set our foot on on the ground and 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 say you know uh, start really conquer the city uh, in all the ways and uh, um, we were at the missions festival and um, uh, Athena was praying and and she said God we we don't want to carry this this um, pressure with us of a new building. Uh, it's a it's a huge step for us in Romania. Our economy is is uh, is not very strong, and and um, uh, we having uh, university students in our church. Uh, you know how university students' uh, pockets are. And uh, uh, <laughs> that's a nice way of saying they have no money. No money. I'm assuming <laughs> they're empty, is what they are. <laughs> right. So um, so Athena was praying, God. If you want to uh, build a church building for us this year, uh, we, we ask you to do a miracle for us. And uh, before we leave back home uh, from, from this missions festival, uh, we pray that uh, there will be somebody coming up to us and say, we give you this, um, this amount of money. And, and we didn't want to say uh, $500 or so we, um, because, you know, we, we wanted a miracle. And uh, Athena said $10,000, which would have been a miracle. Mm-hmm. So uh, the time passed. Uh, we were just uh, three days before we left home. Nobody came to us. Uh, so we were kind of, uh, in a way, happy. And on, on another, happy because the burden was gone. You know, so we said God doesn't want us to finish the building this year. And, but on the other way, you know, we were thinking, okay, we're going back and, you know, carry all the sound system and all that again. And, but uh, one day before we left, 
we had a meeting with uh, this uh, great, uh, lovely family. Uh, and uh, at the end of the meeting, uh, we, we had a nice dinner with them at a Mexican restaurant. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. Amen. And, uh, God moves in Mexican restaurants. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. That's a key. And, uh, <laughs> so... Um, so uh, uh, at the end of dinner, they, they, they shared with us and said, uh, God laid on our heart to, uh, to put a seed for your building. And they were saying $10,000. Mm. And uh, what, what were their names? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so that really was a huge miracle for us. Yeah. So we went home. And uh, uh, up till August, we didn't do much for the building. But in August, one morning, God came to me and, and uh, he, he uh, uh, told me to write down some things. So I was writing. And one of the things that I was writing down was uh, uh, God told me, uh, starting September, you will, uh, you will start working on the church and you will finish it in 52 days. Wow. And... I said, God, I mean, wait a minute. We have uh, this seed. I, I told Martin, you, you have to pray again before, <laughs> before you go to church and say that. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to pray again. I know it's from Lord. And I said, Amen. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we both felt the same thing and, and uh, we had peace. So, uh, this was the third week of August. And uh, the last Sunday of August, I went in front of the church and I said, we are going to finish our building in 52 days. And everybody was standing and clapping their hands. And they were like, yeah. And then I said, but we don't have the money. <laughs> and uh, and uh, everybody was like, okay. <laughs> so how is that going to happen? So, uh, so we said, we will trust God. And, and you know, we will, uh, we will move on. We had uh, Mom Paran really helped. Uh, uh, we, you know... We had about um, uh, forty-five thousand dollars coming from uh, Montparan and different individuals, which which was a huge seed for us, and uh, uh, we could we could start the work basically. So we contracted the the uh, company that was working for the building, and uh, they were coming to work from five to seven, and uh, from uh, they will prepare you know the the. Uh, forms for the concrete to be poured, and from uh, from uh, uh, I mean from uh, eight to five. I'm sorry. So uh, so from five o'clock, uh, the church people will come, and and will work. You know, will pour the concrete in these forms, and uh, in the morning the workers will come and say, "What what is going on? I mean, we we left these forms empty, and now they are they are filled with with concrete." And so we will clean up and. And um, uh, we, the church was working so much and got involved. And also, this was a huge thing that the church did. We gave out also the cards for, for uh, uh, you know, financially, a promise card to, uh, so that the church can also involve financially. And um, we were amazed to see how, how much money each uh, each person in the church was giving, and and uh, and uh, people were selling their phones, their their shoes, some of, some of them clothes. They were going to the market and selling their clothes, and and uh, uh, many of them took loans from the bank 
uh, to be able to to participate in this uh, challenge and and uh, 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 we we kind of uh, broke every every uh, uh, saying that it's impossible to do something when God is calling us to do something. Sure. So, and uh, this, uh, this one uh, worker that w- was working at the, the building, he was standing in the baptistry. And uh, he, uh, the workers were always saying, this is impossible to be finished in 52 days. It's way too much work, and it's really impossible. And, and uh, this, uh, this uh, worker sarcastically he said if this finish is uh, uh, gonna be uh, finished in 52 days i will be the first one getting baptized in this baptistry and uh uh and uh, i told him well be careful you're talking to a pastor <laughs> so uh he said and then you know we finished basically the church building and and many of the workers uh, uh came to that special service because we also had the 10 years anniversary that Sunday, and many of them came to the service, and um, uh, this specific worker, he gave his life to Jesus, and in May last year, he was the first one getting baptized in that baptistry, so, and not only himself, but his wife and his kid, the whole family got baptized, and yes. What I love about that story is that uh, people from Mount Perrin North gave, and they gave financial resources. And then the people there at your church, they gave financial resources. They worked, and people here prayed and partnered with what God was doing there. And, uh, and I'm so thankful to be a part of a church where we have the ability to partner with what God's doing in places that some of us may never visit, but to partner with what God's doing in your life. Can we give them a hand today? Thank them so much for sharing their stories. Thank you guys so much. So here's what here, here's what I want to do before you guys leave. I, I just want to I just want to pray a prayer over you guys. Can we do that right now? And and for you guys specifically, but also just in representation of all the missionaries, we have 14 missionaries that we're supporting in 13 different countries. So I'm pray for you guys specifically, but also standing in for all of the missionaries that God has blessed us with to be able to support. So we would just join me in prayer right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this. These wonderful folks. I thank you for Milan. I thank you for Marine and, and Atena, Father. We thank you for their families. We thank you for the callings on their lives. We thank you for their faithfulness and their obedience to you, God, to, to walk with the way you want them to walk and take them to the places you want to take them. Father, in representation of all the missionaries, Father, that you've enabled us and entrusted to us and privileged us to be able to support, we pray blessings over them right now. We pray, God, that the visions you have for them will come to pass in greater ways, that we're going to hear more stories more stories out of Sekorora Valley, Father, of churches that are planting churches, Father. More, more pastors being raised up. More stories of churches being built, Father, in Romania through, through Maureen and Atena, God. And we just, we just know that you're a God that can get this kind of stuff done. Amen. You're the God that's at work in this world. And Father, I thank you that we can be a part of it. I pray that you would help us all see how we can truly be a part of what you're doing in this earth. We bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give God praise one more time for them? God bless you guys. Love you. Thank you so much. You know, whether you or I ever get a chance to meet this pastor that Milan was talking about that has 900 members now, that has planted six churches out of that church, whether we ever get to meet the Workers that got off work at five o'clock and helped 
pour concrete or paint walls or anything like that. Whether we get to go to any of the missionary places that we're able to support. If, if we prayed in any way for them or we've been on a short-term mission team or we've given financially, we are a part of what God is doing in and through these places. Because you see, missions is simply this. Missions is simply God inviting us to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. It, it, it's really that simple. I call it the great invitation. Everybody here wants to be invited to something. Nobody likes to be left out. Nobody likes to be overlooked. We all want to be included. Well, God has given every one of us the great invitation. Whether our lives has been ones where we feel more excluded than included, we feel overlooked more than a part of things, regardless of our condition, God gives us the great invitation. And the great invitation is simply this, that God invites every one of us to be in an eternal love relationship with Him through Jesus Christ and to participate in what He's doing in the earth through his kingdom. That, that's the great invitation for every one of us. In fact, that's, that's where life is found. That's what makes us fully human. What makes us fully human as we were designed to be made is to be in relationship with our maker through Christ and participating with him by his invitation and what he's doing in the earth. In fact, the apostle Paul got a hold of this idea. Paul wrote 13 of the 27 books that we have or writings that we have in the New Testament. One of those is Romans. Romans chapter 1, where we get our theme for this missions festival, Paul is writing and introducing himself to the Roman church. He's never met them, but he's going to go visit them, and he's introducing himself, and it'll be on the screen, but Romans 1 basically says this, and I want you to get this idea of this great invitation we're talking about. Paul writes this in verse 1, he says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to me an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. He's saying, that's who I am. I'm a servant of the Lord to carry this gospel. Then skipping all the way down to verse 5, He says, through him and for his name's sake. And that's where we get the theme of the festival, for the sake of his name. Through him, Christ, and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. In other words, he's saying, this God that I serve and carry his gospel, he has called me, or in essence, he has invited me to be a part of what he's doing with this gospel in the earth. In other words, God is saying, Paul, I'm going global. I'm going global, and I want to know if you want to be a part of it. I'm inviting you to be a part of what I'm doing around the world. But then the next verse, I think, is very interesting. Verse 6, Paul writes, And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. He's saying that to the, to the Roman church. He says, you're a part of this invitation. He's invited me. Guess what? He's also invited you. Mount Perrin North Canton Campus, we're a part of the invitation. He's inviting us to be a part of what he's doing in the earth So that leaves us then to have to make a response. What's our response to this invitation? Well, to look at some responses that maybe we tend to have, but perhaps want to avoid, and look at the response that I believe God would want us to have. Let's look at another story very quickly. And this is in the Gospels, the Gospel of John. If you want to turn there and you have a Bible, you're more than welcome to. John is the fourth book of the New Testament, but the scriptures will be on the screen. It's a very familiar story of John chapter 6. Whether you've been a part of church for very long at all, You've not read the Bible very much. I think you've heard this story where Christ takes five loaves and two fish and he feeds over 5,000 people and he has food left over, 12 baskets of food left over. And in this, Christ offers a great invitation. And we're going to see some of the responses that I think we tend to give and what we want to really look at in responding to this. In John chapter 6, verse, uh, verse 5, I believe it is, 
When Jesus uh, uh, is talking to his disciples, he's been teaching. They're in the Galilee area, and, and many people are coming. Look what it says. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now look at Philip. Look, look at this next part. He asked Jesus, or he asked this only to test him. Jesus asked Philip this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I love that. The Lord already knew what he was going to do. He's asking Philip, does he want to be a part of it? He already had in mind what he, what he was planning to do. And he says, he's asking Philip, do you want to be a part of this? And he asked him to test him. Now, when the Lord tests us, he doesn't test us to tempt us to evil, to tempt us to do wrong. We have an enemy that does that. The Lord doesn't do that. The Lord tests us to help us see. It's, a, it's sort of a status report. It's like a report card, if you will. He tests us to sort of see where is our faith capacity? What's, what's our trust level in him? Where, where are we right now in our dependence upon him? Because he's inviting Philip and the other disciples into something that's beyond them, that's greater than them, that's grander than them. And he's saying, are you going to trust me? What's your faith capacity in me? You know, I think many of us, we, we find ourselves at times just, just living nine to five. We're just kind of existing. We're, we're not really living at the passion level that the Lord would have us to live. And I believe he invites us to be a part of what he's doing for many reasons. But one of the main reasons is for us to really be a part of something that's greater than us, grander than us, something that's beyond us, that really ignites the passion, that really ignites something within us to be a part of. So the Lord is inviting, saying, hey, Philip, you want to be a part of this? I know what I'm going to do. Where can we get something to eat for these folks? And here's Philip's response. Philip basically said, it can't be done. Verse 7, Philip answered him, eight months wages would not buy enough bread for each one of us to have a bite. He said, it can't be done. It's, it's, it's too large, Lord. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's greater than we are. It's, 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 it's beyond us. It, it can't be done. It's interesting. The Lord said, where? He asked a location question. Philip gives a logistics answer. He says, where can we go? And he's saying, it can't be done. And you know what? When we find ourselves at the place of it can't be done, can I tell you that's the place that we see God's miraculous hand go to work? It's at the place of it can't be done that we see the miracles. And here's the deal. Yes, with us, it can't be done. With Philip, him alone trying to do this, yes, it can't be done. But we have to know a God that can get it done. That's the difference. Yes, in us, it can't be done. Yes, Milan Mormon alone, he can't do what he's trying to do if the Lord's given to him in planting 22 churches. It can't be done. Building a church in 52 days, it can't be done. The dude stood there and said, it can't be done. And if it is, I'll be the first one baptized. Guess what? He was the first one baptized. Why? Because, yeah, with us, it can't be done. We just got to trust in a God that we know can get it done. And that's the difference. Philip said, it can't be done. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, he finds a little boy with five loaves and two fish. And basically, here's his answer. In verse 9 of chapter 6, Andrew says, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Look what he says. Here's a small boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? He said, it, we got five loaves and two fish, but that's not enough. I don't have enough. I'm, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I don't, I don't measure up. I'm not, I'm not smart enough. I'm not trained enough. I'm not equipped enough. Somebody can give more. Somebody can do more. Somebody is smarter. Somebody is better trained. Yeah, but here's the deal. With us, 
Yeah, it can't be done with us. We don't have enough. But in the hands of the Lord, he takes our not enough and makes it more than enough. You see, that's the beauty. He takes our not enough and makes it more than enough. And we got to trust in a God that can take what we can't do, but he can get it done. And he can take our not enough and make it more than enough. I, I was a part of a mission trip many, many years ago. We took our choir to Russia. And our choir would sing at night and I would preach different places. But during the day, we would serve in, an, in the different orphanages that were there in this area we were in. We were there uh, doing cleanup work and repair work and paint work because the Russian government wasn't putting any money in, into those places. And they were pretty worn down and, and, and nasty. And so we were doing a lot of work there. And it was our last day. And one team was, was at this particular orphanage and they were painting the last room in, in the orphanage. Painted all the walls, got to the door, and they ran out of paint. They had no paint. And this is Russia, so it's not like you got a Home Depot in every corner and you just run down the street and buy a bucket, a bucket of paint. It would take a couple of days to get a bucket of paint there. This was their last day. And they got very frustrated because they thought, you know what? We don't believe the Lord had brought us all this way to not finish the work. Even though it was just one door. We, we don't believe the Lord brought us all this way not to have enough. And so one of the team members said, you know what? If the Lord can take five loaves and two fish and feed 5,000 and have 12 baskets left over, do you think he can maybe get some more paint in this bucket for us to finish a door? And they said, well, why not? So they joined hands and began to pray. Lord, we believe you took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 with 12 baskets of food left over. We don't believe you brought us all this way not to complete the work. We got this one door to finish. We're believing you can get paint in this bucket. They said, amen, picked up their paintbrushes, dipped it in the bucket, and they began to pull out paint. And they finished that door and completed the work. Now, you know what? You may be thinking, ah, I don't know. I don't believe that. That's a little far-fetched. And you, you know, you have a right to believe that. But you know what? That's what's keeping so many of us in the place of it can't be done. And I don't have enough. Because we don't see a Lord that can get it done. And we don't see a Lord that can take our not enough and make it more than enough. Philip said it can't be done. Andrew said, I don't have enough. But the little boy, he's the one we want to look at. The little boy simply said, here's what I have. We already read the verse in verse 9. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. <laughs> the boy just said, that's all I have. Here it is. He basically saying, you know what? I don't know if this is enough, but you know what? That's not my problem. That's a God problem. I don't know if it can be done with five loaves and two fish, but you know what? It's not my problem. That's a God problem. That's your problem, Lord. You have simply invited me in to be a part of what you're doing. I don't know how you're going to get it done, and I don't know if it's enough to get it done. That's your problem. I'm simply going to respond, and I'm going to trust in the Lord that can get it done, and I'm going to trust in the Lord that can take my not enough and make it more than enough. See, the Lord already, wants to know, already knows what he wants to do in South Africa. He already knows what he wants to do in Romania. He already knows what he wants to do in Cuba, what he wants to do in Honduras, what he wants to do in Russia, what he wants to do in Hungary, what he wants to do in, in all the different places that are open to us. He already knows. All he's simply asking is, do you want to be a part? I'm inviting you to be a part of something that is grand and great, that could reignite our lives into something more than what it is right now. All he's simply asking us to do is to trust that he can get it done and take our not enough and make it more than enough by simply us saying, hey, 
Here's what I have. It's for your use. I'm going to invite the band to come up. You came in today. Part of the packet that you received had a card that looked like this. It's a faith promise card. If you'd mind, take that out, please. You, you may not be prepared at all to do anything with this card, but I'm going to invite you just to take it in your hand, if you would, please. Some of you may have been here last week and you've already filled out this card, or maybe you took it with you and prayed about it and you have it here today to, to turn in. But what if the Lord is really speaking something, or at least we would take the time to listen to what he might be saying about he would want us to participate in what he's doing in the earth. And maybe, you know, maybe you're like Marlene and he's been in prayer and the Lord says, I want you to build this church in 52 days. You know, and you're going, I don't know if that, what, I don't know if that can be done. Maybe the Lord's speaking some stuff and you're going, man, I, I don't know about that. Maybe it's a test of our trust level. Maybe he's trying to help us see our faith capacity right now. Maybe there's some of us in this room right now, we've been believing for some stuff and it hadn't happened. And maybe we're starting to not believe. Maybe we're just sort of pushing down on the, on the back burner. Maybe the Lord's saying, no, 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 no. I don't want you to give up on that. And maybe he's speaking to us about being a part of a short-term team or maybe being a part of the prayer team or doing something financially. And he's saying, you know what? If you'll trust me for this, if you'll trust me for this, you can trust me for what it is you've been believing me for. Maybe he needs to reignite some new faith for some of us today. I don't know. I believe he wants to do something a little bit far beyond where we are right now. And in this faith promise card, if you'll take it with me, please. You see on the front side, or, or, or I don't know if that's the front side or not. It's on a side. You see all the demographic information there. Name, address, and phone number and all that. If you'll turn on the other side of that card, I want you to really understand what a faith promise is. If you're on that side of the card, this side here, and you see that, that bold line there, if you just look right before there, I want us to really understand what a faith promise world mission giving is. A faith promise is simply trusting the Lord for the ability to give an amount of money to be used specifically for world missions. A faith promise is a commitment to trust God to make all faith ground uh, faith. To make all grace abound towards you for the purpose of the giving to his work. This principle is based on 2 Corinthians 9, 6-11. When you complete a faith promise missions card, you are only indicating to this church body the amount of money you're trusting the Lord for the ability to give in addition to your tithe. The sum total of all these commitments becomes the missions faith promise budget. The support of our individual missionaries and strategic project requests made to our missions board are depending on your faith promise pledge. Ask God, that's so important, ask God what he would have you give in faith and then be obedient to him in supporting the expanding missions outreach of Mount Perrin North Church of God. And then if you go on the other side and, and then if you'll see there all the demographic information and then it says, depending on God to enable me, my faith promised through February 2014, so through February of next year, and then you just put the amount of money there that you see the dollar sign and then is that the total amount for the year or is that a monthly commitment? Complete the rest of the information and we will collect these cards in just a moment all the money that you give all the money you give that goes to missions all 100% of it goes to the field 
We don't pay any salaries here. We don't pay any overhead costs. It all comes out of the tithe and church ministries that you give on a weekly basis. That goes to the salaries and the things we have to do here. All the money you give to missions, all 100% goes to the Milan movements and to the Marine and Antenna Blosias on the field. You, you may have come in here today with, with no expectation of really being asked of what's being asked. But maybe the Lord is saying something to you. All we're asking you to do is see how the Lord would want you to participate in the invitation He's offered every one of us. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, this is not just any moment. This, is, this could be a defining moment. Defining moment for a lot of us. Maybe a defining moment for this campus. Maybe a defining moment for this whole church. Because right now at Marietta Campus, the same, same things happening. People are making decisions at your invitation. Father, I thank you that you care enough about every one of us and everybody on this planet. And you're big enough, yet you're small enough. You're big enough to handle all the needs, but you're small enough to be able to meet right where we are. I thank you, God, that we can be here in Atlanta, this Canton area, and by prayer or going or giving, we can actually be a part of what's happening in places like South Africa, and we can be a part of the eternal work that's happening in places like Romania. Father, now, help us to look beyond just the things that we normally see or feel. Help us to see a bigger view, a greater scale, a a grander purpose that you might be speaking to us. I pray that every person takes the step to respond to the great invitation you've given to all of us for one purpose, your praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll take the time to complete those cards as the Lord leads, please.